sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Friday, February 12th of Valentine's Weekend. That's right, February 12th. Hard to believe we're already almost halfway through. In fact, it's payday because Monday is a holiday. Is it you really? You didn't know that. No. What? Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. What holiday, what holiday is, is it? Monday. Um, President's Day. See, we no longer even celebrate President's Day. Uh, but Monday is President's Day, the 15th of February. It's a holiday. I wonder if my boss will give me off. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> my boss, uh, if you're listening out there, can I have off on Monday? <laughs> that uh, voice on the other microphone is a voice you're familiar with. Brad Sykes is in today. He's going to be talking uh, with us about um, discipleship in context of what we've been talking about this week from Acts chapter 2 and the power of the Holy Spirit to help us in this realm. But, uh, I, you know, Brad, I had Sam Nadler on yesterday, and I want to talk about that in um, the later parts of the uh, program today. He is a Messianic Jew who didn't start off that way. He started off as an Orthodox Jew. And I got him to come on and talk about Messiah. Hmm. And it was fascinating to hear him talk about it and uh, really was able this week to uh, – drill down about messiah and peter's message in acts 2 you had you were there uh yeah. wednesday and her yeah. but he did a great job and by the way my offer yesterday was if you were listening yesterday and uh you call in today i will send you his book he wrote he uh, he wrote a brand new book and it really deals with messiah and it deals with uh, messiah's um, role and really how we have kind of looked we've taken the israel factor out of messiah and his mm. teaching and everything and so he wrote this book called the israel factor mm. and anybody that calls in today you will get a copy of that book courtesy of swat radio so uh the number is 844-777-7928 844-777-7928 we're glad uh, that you're listening in St. Augustine, Folkestone, Georgia, Jacksonville, Florida, up in uh, Chesapeake, Virginia, or Meridian, Mississippi, or out in Idaho, if you're uh, J- James Graham. Thank you, James, uh, for listening out there. For the folks in Virginia, it's a little chilly up there, about 39 degrees. Um, I'm glad it's not that here in Jacksonville. <laughs> it's coming, Doug. I know. I'm telling you, it's, it's coming. 74. It's almost double <clears throat> what it is up there right now. Well, as you know, lots of family of mine out in Texas, and they are they're dealing with some really cold weather. In fact, uh, e- even as far south as Houston, they're expecting snow flurries over the next few days. And uh, I told them they can just keep it there. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't I, want any of that. Meridian's forty right now, so it's I know coming my this folks, way. Yeah, my mom's probably got her big old warm house coat on. So, uh, mom, if you're listening, you it's going to get colder, so you better uh, stay warm up there. James is probably <laughs> listening to us, going, "Oh, you whining babies!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doug, good to be with you, brother. And well, uh, man, thanks for inviting me in. Yeah, I, it's good to have you on today. And you know, Brad, I don't know if you heard about Max Lucado teaching up at the Washington. Um, Washington Cathedral 
but recently yeah last sunday okay uh, love max yeah last sunday he preached now here's what's interesting he caught a lot of grief for preaching there and the people in charge very liberal church by the way up hmm. there uh, very progressive and now they have issued apologies for having him come for the horrendous crime of teaching on a traditional marriage not at that service but just in the past because he has uh so they so let me stop you for a second so did it wasn't directly related to the message he preached i sent so let's go back in history which is what we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of that now and uh apparently uh the two uh bishops uh spoke of the pain that the decision has caused many members in the LGBTQ community. And um, they were apologizing, saying they failed to see and understand the pain his speaking would cause. I mean, just because he has taught against homosexuality and same-sex marriage Mm. in the past. Mm. And um, I'm wrong and I'm sorry is what he the the two bishops wrote now this is folks this is coming to you it's coming to your neighborhood (laughs) yes it is the same thing that is happening there is going to be happening everywhere because this is uh, a result of gas lighting uh it's a result that's a term i was not that familiar with to be honest with you uh and come to find out that gaslighting is when you are basically being manipulated to believe that what you believe is false and there's all kind of things that people do to manipulate that and they bring pressure on you basically cancel culture is a part of it mm-hmm. and in fact did you see brad where one of the um, actresses in mandalorian a big disney movie posted something about being quiet about being censored online and and related it back to world war ii and she was fired from disney is that right i mean if you look in hollywood and you think about some of the things michael jackson did and you think about what other people did terrible things and they were allowed to continue but her crime was simply she posted something on twitter that said them censoring us and shutting out viewpoints makes uh, is is very eerily odd to what happened in World War Two and it and she reposted a meme that said it wasn't the soldiers taking away the Jews it was neighbors and children in the neighborhood um, and so and she's fired now. Simply for posting that. We have reached a point in our country right now where uh, Lori was telling me the other night, she posted something online in response to somebody, and people just started going at it underneath her response. Hmm. I mean, and there's just no civility anymore. There's no, you can't have a differing opinion than what certain people who control those mediums want you to do. You know, Doug, I may have recommended, you know, me, I'm always recommending a book, and I don't want to necessarily promote this book because this book is not spiritual. Uh, there's a book called uh, The Coddling 
of the American mind. Oh, Jonathan yeah. Haidt. Um, I got to tell you, uh, I'm. This is this is not a spiritual book, uh, but it has been one of the best reads this year. That uh, kind of parts the curtain to see what's happened over the last twenty years. Uh, yeah. And you and I, quite frankly, just our age and the age of our children. Uh, we were part of the generation that raised these kids to, you know, kind of what they, they label as helicopter parenting. And uh, I, I don't want to talk about the book other than you want to see where we are today and, and what we're that every word that comes out of your mouth could be offensive. Could could I mean, that's what you're basically saying is what Max Licato said years ago, but it could have been yesterday. If it in any way offends you, then you can cancel him or her. Mm-hmm. And that is true, Doug. I mean, that's the world we're living in. Now, let me ask you a question, Doug. Is there anything that you see on the news or on billboards or on the radio that you could maybe listen to that would be offensive to you? I mean, oh, well, there's all kinds of stuff I mean, out there. Go drive down the interstate. There's billboards. You're like, talking I don't know about you, the Lion's Den pornographic? Well, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you probably listened to Moeller yesterday, or was it the day before, talking about pornography? What You know, we typically, if you ask most people what pornography is, uh, we may have differing views, but, you know, definitively, pornography is anything that misrepresents, you know, the, the, the context of, of sex. Yeah, and uh, the reality is, we can drive down the freeway and see pornography. Mm-hmm. It's offensive to me. It's probably offensive to you, and probably a lot of our listeners are offended by it. So, are we? Do we have that kind of power to cancel that kind of a culture? Well, we've gotten to a point now, Brad. Uh, okay, I have to share this. I just. I th- I, th- I think it, sorry I didn't gaslight it. No no no, no 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 no. But now listen, agree with it or not, people are starting to fight back. And there was a firearms company out of Phoenix, Arizona, called F E N I X, and they require that if you buy ammunition from them. Because ammunition is hard to buy right now, that you have to you have to say whether or not you voted for Joe Biden, and if you voted for Joe Biden, they are not selling you ammunition. You have to uh, affirm to them that you don't. And they said because if if you don't agree with this, call us. We'll be happy to talk to you. But you voted for a man who's making our jobs tougher, who wants to wipe us out. So we reserve the right to sell who we want to. In the same way, a lot of liberal progressives are doing that. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying people are starting to fight back because they're tired of cancel hey, culture. That door swings both ways, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So well, anyway, when we come back from this break, we are going to talk. Uh, there's one other issue I want to bring up about uh, uh, a guy was fired using a racial slur describing a situation not using the racial slur in context. And I Mm. want to talk about that when we come back. Mm. Well, look forward to it. Thanks again for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back after this break. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Hey, it's Doug McCary from His Light Ministries. Welcome back to Friday on SWAT Radio. I got Brad Sykes from the Guardian Group. Uh, If you need your home sold, he'll do it for you. Amen. Uh, And Brad is a discipler, a SWAT guy, and uh, he is no stranger to sitting on that side of the microphone and kicking back things back and forth, kicking cans down the road as it relates to this. Uh, and Brad, what I was talking about before we uh, went to the break is, and this is woke right here. By the way, woke means you're awakened to certain things, I guess. Um, that's the terminology we use. But Phil Johnson, you know, we've had him on a couple of times. He runs Grace to You. He's the executive director of Grace to You, which is um, um, kind of the radio ministry of Pastor John MacArthur. He he published this or he tweeted about this, and and it's long, uh, but it it really goes into a lot of detail about impact, not intent, and um, what the whole purpose of the article is. Just to sum it up for you is that pe- we people have pushed this distinction out in our world now. Where uh, and it's called woke, but you can use a word uh, like, for instance, he gives this example. You can use the word "where's the cheese." You can mention the word how the cheese is how is cheese spelled, right? Just a simple idea. And when you want to refer to a dairy product called cheese, you use the word cheese. When you want to talk about the word cheese itself. Um, you use mozzarella, cheddar, you can mention the word cheese in there mm-hmm. with other amplifiers. Well, we can use word, boy, this cheese tastes good. We can mention words. <coughs> Do you know what the definition of cheese is? When we use a word, we make use of the content of the word. When we mention a word, we talk about it or refer to it. Are you following me? Yep. Tracking mm-hmm. me? 
Okay, so Donald McNeil was fired from the New York Times for saying a racial slur. But the context gives you more meaning than just that. According to Mr. McNeil, he was asked if a girl should be punished for a video she made as a 12-year-old where she said a racial slur. Then, according to McNeil, to understand what was in the video, I asked if she had called someone else the slur or whether she was rapping, quoting a book, whatever. And in the question and asking, I used the slur. Hmm. Now, if that's what happened, then he mentioned a racial slur so he could talk about the word itself, not saying good or bad about it. But he was not using the racial slur, which that's what gets attributed to people. Just for saying, you were mentioning earlier about a coach at TCU. Coach Patterson. Yeah, who he he basically mentioned a racial slur in instructing his team. But that he we're not going to use that. Yeah, we're not, yeah. yeah. He said we're not going to use it, but he did not use it. And there's a distinct there's a distinguishing between those two, but we've gotten to a point in our country that you can mention things, not use them, and you're canceled. Mm-hmm. They wipe you out. You and I were just talking about several instances um, where that happened, and I, I just think that it's got to stop. I mean, as believers, you know, we have to be people of truth and and not be afraid of political, you know, political feedback or reputation feedback to say, hey, he didn't mean anything. He was just asking a question. But people are so afraid they won't say anything if they feel like they're on the wrong side. And guess what? Who's determining what side is right right now? It is not the biblically-based, value-driven people who call themselves followers of Jesus Christ. And so, as believers, we are going to encounter blowback and feedback. And I don't know if you've thought about that use-mentioned distinction, but that's happening right now all over the country. And And I give an example of that, you know, that actress who was from The Mandalorian, the Disney movie, she was retweeting something that she was just making a point about censorship. She was not equating anybody to Nazi Germany. She was just retweeting, this is what happened then. Mm-hmm. And when we refuse to allow distinctions like use mention, um, and we don't allow people to decide what they mean, and we let the audience determine what they mean, which is what's going on in our, our, our right now, our capital. You have the impeachment trials going on. And listen, if you don't, if you hate Trump, it doesn't matter. What matters is what's right. And I, I, the question I have, do you really believe that any Democrat right now is going to vote against impeachment, even though clear, compelling arguments were made that the, the, uh, the charge that was brought didn't measure up. They didn't, they didn't get enough evidence in there to for incitement. But it doesn't matter. Why? Because he's Trump and the Democrats hate him and they're going to vote against him. And and I'll tell you what, 
That is a sign of a death of a democracy and a democratic republic. I mean, whenever, because we're not a republic, we're a democratic right. republic. Uh, but that's the sign of the death of your republic when people are not voting on truth. They're voting on ideology. And and that's that's awful where it, we are. It's um, We better become woke to that, Doug. You think about things you want people to become woke to. We want people to become woke to the gospel. Yeah. But we need to become woke to the enemy. Mm-hmm. Do you know how the enemy's working? Yeah. You know, and I, I was uh, I was doing a study earlier in the week, and I was talking specifically about that, that many in the church were completely unaware as to how the enemy is at work. Mm-hmm. Listen, the enemy is not Joe Biden, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is just a vessel for the enemy to work through you know facebook is not the enemy the the reality is there are blind people all around us and uh, they're going to do things that blind people do and that's the reality that's how the enemy works um doug i was going to shoot you this uh this cartoon that i saw this morning that uh, somebody sent me it says liberal scientist can prove climate change is real mm-hmm. lucy from charlie brown said and then linus responded he said they can't tell the difference between boys and girls mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're going to tell us that uh, scientists can prove climate change mm-hmm. do you realize the hypocrisy that is going on and i think it's 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 a shame most of us would sit here and agree, well, this is completely hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to cancel. I'm sure you saw uh, that uh, Al Mohler mentioned this probably a week ago about the 50 schools, public schools in the San Francisco area that are, are renaming their schools. Mm. And you think about the names of some of the schools that they're changing the names mm-hmm. because they've gone back in history, and if there was any any scar in their past maybe they own slaves whatever it might be they're done if they ever made a comment that was not act have you ever made a, a statement that might get you canceled today oh, i've made a lot of statements in my past that i would be mortified if they were resurfaced wouldn't that be true of every single person mm-hmm. because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god mm-hmm. so the standard is god's glory but it only goes against anybody who's conservative. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you're liberal and you've done something that violates, you know, God's glory, you're good. But if you're conservative and you've done that, which is, by the way, everybody, you're going to be canceled. Well, I don't know if you saw Virginia is about ready to do away with the death penalty, and they've always been very much they, – they, they've done that capital punishment a lot. And, you know, what's – interesting to me is governor northern up there is against the death penalty but pro-abortion yeah those i mean i I just oh that's going to be it you show me one person who is pro-abortion and i would almost guarantee you they're against the death penalty yeah isn't that crazy it's, 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 it's <laughs> so one is innocent, you can kill them. One is guilty, you can't kill them. 
Yeah. Think of that. I I mean, and look at the safeguards that are in place. I mean, most people that are executed by the death penalty, it's 15 to 20 years later because of so many appeals process. And that's, it's not a bad thing that it happens because they have chances to appeal those things. But I I do want to go back to what this author was saying about the whole use and, and impact intent. The idea he ultimately is getting at is it doesn't matter what you say. All that really matters is if somebody's feelings hurt by what you say, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I just, and that's where we've gone to yeah. as a culture. Yeah. Yeah. And, and listen, if you are a believer, you are a, someone who proclaims Jesus Christ, you are going to hurt people's feelings with the message of the Bible because by their very nature, people who are enemies with God and everybody who is not a follower of Jesus and not baptized with the Spirit is an enemy of God. They're going to feel conviction if you preach the gospel, if you share the gospel with them. And I just think that, um, you know, we better be ready for this. And, you know, we were you and I met with uh, Rick the other day about discipleship. And one of the things I love about what you and he are doing with this whole discipleship thing is you cannot be his disciple without being an ambassador. I mean, it's impossible if you are really his disciple, because if you're his disciple, you're going to obey him. He says, what? Go and make disciples. Yeah. And, and so again, Sam did such a great job on, and in his book, he talks about what it means to follow Messiah, the Israel factor. And if you want one of those books, again, all you got to do is call and uh, Tom will get your name and info and I'll send you one of those books. And um, when we come back, Brad, I want to look specifically at Acts 2, what we've been teaching on this week about the coming of the Holy Spirit and how that actually empowers us to go make disciples. Yeah. And if that's true, why are we not? Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. so... Hey, you're listening to SWAT Radio. Thank you so much to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, uh, Tom Neal Trucking, and um, the Lord's Foundation, and also uh, to Highway to Eternity Ministries. We're going to be right back after this news on the half hour. I hope you'll stay with us. It's Friday, February uh, 12th, and we will be right back with more SWAT Radio. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries with my brother and uh, fellow warrior, Brad Sykes. Sorry, I'm getting a little tangled up in the microphone here. Um, But uh, it is Friday, February 12th. We've been talking about Acts chapter 2 this week, looking at that text and also um, how 
God did this supernatural reveal of the birth of the church, poured out the spirit on people, baptized them, and it was an amazing thing that happened. They were speaking in foreign languages. They heard this tornado-like sound, a big blast of wind, but it wasn't wind. It just sounded like that, and tongues of fire. So this really miraculous event, people were going crazy saying, what's happened and we saw a senseless response. They said, hey, these guys are drunk. They've been drinking. And Peter goes, whoa, it's only 9 in the morning. They're not drinking. This is what Joel spoke about, the, the bringing in of the Messianic age. And, uh, and then so Peter is setting the stage for what we're going to talk about next week on air, his first apostolic post-church birth message, which is exciting. And so we saw Peter, when they made this senseless response of claiming the men had been drinking, he took them back to Scripture. He did what Jesus did. He followed his master. And, Brad, as you think about discipleship and you think about, I know you've been involved with meeting with men over the years. Imagine what that would be like without the Holy Spirit in your life. Yeah, it'd be impossible. Yeah. I mean, that's the. I think that's the amazing. And by the way, I appreciate some of. Well, I always appreciate your teaching. You brought to light something last week. I, mentioned, I wanted to mention it to you that I thought was really good, and I think you even said I'd never really even thought about that when you when you talked about the tongues that were being spoken. Mm-hmm. That uh, they would have only heard God's word in either one of either Hebrew or Aramaic. Mm-hmm. And the fact that now they're hearing it in a different language. <laughs> now, a Gentile language. Have you and, ever and heard all of, these 70 different Gentile languages? You've been all over the world, Doug. You've yeah. heard languages. Do you remember the first time you heard somebody speak in Russian? Oh, yeah. I, well, what was wild was I heard them proclaiming. I mean, the first time I went to Russia, that was really the first place I heard the gospel preached in another language. And it was, um, I heard the English, but then I heard the translator translating it for them. And it was still amazing. And then there were times where we were sitting there and only the preacher was preaching to Russians in Russian. And as we were listening, it was wild because you, you still had this sense of, wow, this is amazing. He's preaching to these people. And I didn't even know what he was saying. Um, well, I was thinking about the reality that, you know, it came to my mind when you brought that up last week was when you and I were in India. Oh, yeah. And I was preaching at the church. And, of course, I've got a translator right there. It was a little distracting, by the way. I th- probably shared that with you before. Mm. But as I am speaking the word of God, he's speaking the word of God. Mm. And it was foreign to me. I didn't understand. You know. If all I was doing was listening to what he was saying, I would have thought he's drunk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, the reality is that as we make disciples, as we're commanded to, and one of the core values at SWAT is to make Jesus' last command our top priority, Mm -hmm. that as we go and make disciples, we do that in the power of God's Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds... Yeah, that sounds theologically sound, but I don't think we fully grasp the fact mm-hmm. that 
we can't make disciples mm-hmm. apart from God's Spirit. We can't make disciples apart from God's Word. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the the importance of going in God's power and in His strength with His Word. That's how we're going to make disciples. And uh, you know, I think one of the things that we looked at even this week and last was this idea of being filled with the Spirit versus being yielded to the Spirit. I know you guys covered some of that last week, is that, you know, this idea that I need a filling of the Spirit. If you're in Christ, you don't need more of the Spirit. In fact, you've been sealed with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. What you do need is to die to yourself Mm -hmm. so that you are yielded to His power. Yeah, that's really what it means to be filled in the Spirit is your body being yielded to his word and mm-hmm. his leadership uh and that's that's been a confusing thing for a lot of people in our culture specifically with the whole idea of seeking to be filled asking god to like magically just pour down pixie dust on you or something because god according to ephesians uh Gives you everything you need at the moment of salvation. The yeah. Spirit's there. Yeah. Well, Second uh, uh, Peter one verse three, He has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which we have been granted all that we need. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I think so. Even a lot of our well, not a lot, but some of our praise songs almost have this idea. God, I want you to pour down more on me, which in reality, that's not theologically correct. He's given you, when it says baptize, that's a positional thing. And Paul is constantly telling uh, people to be filled. We see that in uh, Ephesians. We also see it talked about uh, the disciples were filled at different times, but they didn't walk around in a hundred percent filled state. I love what one SWAT guy said. He said, you know, you're filled at baptism, but then some leaks out, you know, <laughs> and what leaks out is you're allowing the spirit to control you according to the word of God. And to be filled is asking God, say, God, I want to yield to you. You're, you're, you're being filled when you're yielded. And uh, Colossians, when Paul wrote them, he says, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you made a statement the other day at our meeting, which is really good, is that I think a lot of times us as men, we get the word in us, in our heads, but it, it doesn't really go through us. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing, what have you been doing with guys lately? You've been, I know you've been doing this new thing where you actually get them to share the word, right? I mean, like, uh, explain that a little bit. Well, so, uh, you know, when you think about, I mean, what if you, who teaches every week, multiple times a week, I'm not telling you to do this, by the way, but in in the context of how I make disciples, is if I say, hey, let's look at Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 11, or let's just say verses 3 and 4 or 5, and I said, hey, I want you to read that. I want you to read it a second time. I want you to read it a third time. And then I want you to close your Bible and then translate that story Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. It's different. It's kind of like why in school you were required to do a work. You know, you remember those book reports? 
Mm-hmm. You know, hey, you're going to read this, and then I want you to write a book report. In a sense, it's we're going to study the Word of God, not just so that it gets into our head, but so that we can speak that Word. Mm-hmm. We've had people on who, you know, mm-hmm. love to hide God's Word in our heart. Why are we commanded to do that? Listen, there may be a time very soon where we won't be able to have scriptures. And there are plenty of places around the world where you're not allowed to have, have the text. You know, I, I think of people who've been in prison uh, that you probably know who weren't probably allowed to have the scriptures with them. How valuable is the text? How valuable is God's word to you? Mm-hmm. Well, imagine that your shelves at your home don't have the Bible on it. Are you hiding it? Not just, again, not just you, you've heard those stories before, but you could share those stories with you. Mm-hmm. Can you share the gospel without opening up your Bible? Can you, can you tell a story out of the Bible without going to the Bible? Yeah, there's lots of stories in there about Jesus that are good at illustrating our need for him, his heart for us, and... Uh, the Bible is such an integral part of discipleship. It should be. But, you know, in the Hebrew culture, Brad, and you know this because you've been over there with me when we talked about it, is, you know, it was a community around the word with a passion to be like their master. Mm-hmm. And um, it wasn't just to be around the word for a weekly Bible study or a weekly teaching. It was around the word to apply what they had been taught or what they had been given, uh, and then to go forth and do that. Well, I, I know you're the same way. You and I have shared many, many times about when you are preparing to teach a lesson, Doug. So you taught <clears throat> out of Acts chapter two this week, and uh, have there been any opportunities outside of the Bible studies that you've had to share what you learned? in preparation for that mm-hmm. i mean if you had opportunities over the last few days to to i'm not talking about swat guys i'm just talking about people that you came in contact with yeah, with my family it's, too. it's just a normal thing because god unfolds his scripture to you yeah. you know it, can you fathom the, the depth that you know of, of god's word you know and when god teaches you and his spirit don't you teaches, want to share oh yeah. my word you can't shut me up yeah because i'm so excited to tell people not just what god has done what what he is doing what his word has told us but how that word has impacted me personally mm-hmm. this isn't about <clears throat> and by the way i am a big proponent of reading through the scriptures mm-hmm. whether it takes you a year or two years or three years but it's not a matter of checking a box and saying, hey, I read the Word today. Uh, I've said this many times. doesn't matter how many times you've been through the Word. What matters is how many times the Word's been through you. Mm-hmm. Is it really impacting you? Yeah, and that's a big part of discipleship. Amen. And, and what's so cool about what Peter's doing is he's taking these people back to Scripture. That they already know. Yes. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Well, listen, we're hey, thanks, Chris, for calling in. We got you down for an Israel Factor. If you want one of those books by Sam Nadler on the Messiah uh, and the Israel Factor, just go ahead and call Tom and get your info, and I'll get you one of those books out. Okay, we're going to be right back with the last segment for the week on SWAT Radio. 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 Say it, Doug. Radio. Stay tuned. <laughs> 
This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary and, um, I just uh, am so thankful to be able to uh, each week, Brad, come around the word uh, to get into the word. I was thanking God this morning just for his word. It's it, it's precious to me. And um, I think going to Israel helped me understand how precious it has been to his people throughout the, the years. And Sometimes because we have eight to 10 Bibles in each house, we take it for granted. Like you were sharing others earlier, there's places that people don't have a copy. And, um, and as we go through this study of acts or as you're going through a discipleship with guys, I mean, one of the things I've always appreciated about you is you try to get them to the word. And like you said, not just in it to know it in their head, but to let the word go through them. And I don't know if people are listening today that are not that familiar with the word, uh, meaning God's word, or they kind of put off uh, reading the Bible every day. I've been doing it for a long time, and it's become such a valuable part of my daily routine. Uh, Speak to that for just a second from a discipleship. So, Doug, can you imagine in your former military I spent 35 years in the corporate world. Can you name one profession, Doug, name one profession where you won't get better at your profession without somebody who's guiding you? I mean, I I don't know. I can't think of one. I don't care whether you're in the NFL, you're in the Marines, you're in the real estate business. No, you always are looking for somebody who's gone before you who understands what you're supposed to do, who's made mistakes and period there's not one there is not one um you don't see that anywhere and yet in the church today i don't know what the percentages are i won't start quoting percentages but i can tell you that a lot of the men that i meet with that's one of the questions that i ask them 
it may not be the first meeting, but, well, it's not the first thing I ask them. But once I kind of get to know them a little bit, I ask them, have you ever been discipled? And you know what, Doug, they say? What do you mean? Well, that, that shouldn't be it, in question. Yeah. I mean, that should be very clearly defined as to what does it mean to be a disciple. Have you ever been baptized? What does that mean? Exactly. I mean, like that, that, isn't that crazy? And I'm not putting that down. I'm simply saying that discipleship has been kind of put – I don't want to – it hasn't been put to the side because I think discipleship is far more than information. It is. It, you know, you, you could teach me about how to shoot a you, – you could show me a book and take me through a book on how to fire a pistol. Yeah. It's a lot more effective when you take me to the range mm-hmm. and you put your hands on my hands and you show me how to grip it and you put – you get my point? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm a golfer. Yeah. You know, I can show people how to grip the club. It's a lot different when I go out on the course with them. We need men who are sound in the word. It's not just orthodoxy. I talk about it's not just it's not just theology. It's not orthodoxy, it's orthopraxy. Orthodoxy's got to lead to orthopraxy. Information has got to lead to transformation. Yeah. I think you said it's it's revelation leads to application. Yeah. Well, revelation, yeah, it does and it leads to radiance. And so when you when you are living out a relationship with God and what that means. I think that's what it means when it says live out the gospel. Yep. Yep. It, it, it means live out a life that shows people that you value what Christ done. He is your king. He is your priest. He is your prophet. And as you live that out in your world, people see something that really pretty starkly contrasts to the world system around them. I mean, right? I mean, like, is there any question that if you are truly a follower of Jesus and have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and are yielded to that spirit, that when you react to situations or you go about your daily life, people go, wow, something's different about that person. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and I use, we we speak about Paul, the relationship that Paul had with Timothy. And I think a lot of people who may be listening, or when you talk about discipleship, they may say, well, I'm not qualified to make a disciple. And, And you may look at your past, you may look at current sins that you're struggling with, and that may be true. You may not be really in a position to make disciples. But that would not be the case for a lot of people in the church. There are a lot of people in the church who are very grounded. They know the Word of God. They've got a, they're godly and they're living. The, the reality is we are to make disciples. Mm-hmm. We're not to make converts. That's God's business. <laughs> and, and in all reality, we're, we are saved by grace, but we're sanctified by grace also. Yeah, and God, he said, "Are you so foolish to think you started in the spirit exactly. that you're going to grow in the flesh?" Exactly. I mean, but. so there's there is this idea that as God is transforming your life, the Spirit is going to lead you to meet with people. It's not about. I don't think Paul propped himself up to Timothy as if you know I'm better than you. The reality is I want men in my life. It's one of the values of your relation in our relationship Mm -hmm. is that, listen, I know you struggle. You know I struggle. 
Uh, we don't have it all down. He who began a good work in us will bring it to completion, meaning, hey, I'm still being transformed. I'm still being sanctified. And the importance of get over this idea that you got to have everything together to mm-hmm. make a disciple. Mm-hmm. The Spirit is going to do that for you. You know, get into the Word. Share how the Word is changing you. Challenge that Timothy you're meeting with. You know, again, I could go on and on. Well, no, that, when we were when we were meeting the other day and we were talking to Rick about discipleship, uh, he was sharing the story of the demoniac and how when that guy was healed, you know, he was begging to go with Jesus. She said, no, go tell people here. You go to your people. Go to your village. Go tell them what, what great things God has done. Mm. And I I just think, you know, if we look at our lives, when's the last time you told somebody how awesome God is? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, when's the last time that you told somebody, you know what? I serve an amazing God. I serve the one true living God. You know, God has taken care of me, and I just want you to know how awesome he is. Um. I just think that we get wrapped up in our world and we forget that what we have doesn't come from us and our work, uh, our whatever it is. Even even when you're preparing a message or sermon, you know, God is the one that is using his word in your life to help other people grow and go help collect the elect that are out there. Well, wouldn't you say I, I – uh... I don't know that I have the gift of teaching. However, I teach. And I tell people I teach primarily because of the time that I'll devote and commit to studying. Yeah. Not just so that I can, you know, deliver or transfer that message to someone else, but because of what it's going to do in me. And the whole point that I get to about, hey, let's look at that passage or look at that text shut your Bible, and then relay the message. Now that message is its on your lips. You're ready. First Peter 2, 9, that you might proclaim. I appreciate what you said. Preach the gospel. That, that, that's saying preach the gospel and occasionally use words. Baloney. Preaching the gospel means opening your mouth and speaking the gospel. Yeah, I think somebody quoted. <laughs> I don't know if it was Augustine or somebody said, preach the gospel, use words where necessary. You can't preach without using words. That's yeah, right. What, what, how will they know? How will they hear? Yeah. What, without what Augustine was trying to communicate was let your life match up to your words. Amen. Because Amen. to preach empty words, were, and that's what those are, empty words. If you if you say something, but you live differently, those words have no meaning. And what Augustine was trying to say is, let people see your life and be drawn to you. Then. Share with them the words of the gospel. He was not saying you don't have to preach uh, to people. And by the way, you don't have to be on staff at a church, a seminary grad to be a preacher. Exactly. Just this morning, Doug, and I know we're going to – I don't know if we need to take a call because I know we had a caller, but this is the text that I was in today. 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah. Okay, what the love Love chapter. chapter. Verses 4. Now, are you doing that just because it's Valentine's? Well, a little bit. <laughs> but verses 4 through 7. And, and the reality is there are 16 elements in there that put on and define a kind of boundary 
this idea of love. Mm-hmm. Now, that was the study today. I am itching to tell people about this message because it is a picture of the gospel. It's not just what you should be doing and what I should be doing as his children, but it's really even a bigger deal than that is that it is a picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, as you study the word of God, what if what if everybody listening today, right now, were to go home starting tomorrow, open up the word of God, and you had to teach whatever you're doing next week. How would mm-hmm. you approach that study? If you approach it that way, that I'm going to have to relay this message to somebody else because that is what discipleship is. It's not just information, but it's information that leads to transformation. It's doing life together. Yeah. Remember when we were in Hebrews uh, 13 where it talks about imitating your leaders. Yeah. Um, imitate the faith of your leaders. How many of you have a leader, a spiritual leader in your life that you actually could imitate. In other words, you know enough about them, you've watched their faith on display. And the problem in our culture is we don't know the people that we consider our leaders well enough to even know. By the way, I don't know if you saw um, um, the RZIM, which is the Ravi Zacharias Ministries, came out and said, that all those allegations were true, mm-hmm. and that's really so sad to me. Sad for his family, sad for his legacy. Um, so, you know, guard yourself, surround yourself with people that love the Most High God, stay in His Word, be yielded to the Spirit, and, uh, you know, pray for that family and that ministry because they're, they're reeling right now with that. Uh, but Brad, thanks for being on today. I'm glad that uh, you came in and uh, what a treat, man! Yeah, love having you. you in here. Hey, uh, we had a couple of callers call in for the books. I'm going to get those out to you. Thank you so much, Chris, uh, for calling. And sorry we didn't get you on air. We'll get you on next week if you want. But um, you can listen to this and any past broadcast by going to SWATradio.com. That's www.SWATradio.com, and just click on the past programs. Hey, we'll see you back next week after Valentine's on Monday. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spirit.